0: Welcome to Bleeding Edge Interviews. I am your host, Super Dave. Thank you for joining me as I spend some time talking to the people responsible for all the amazing music you hear on Bleeding Edge on Toxic Radio. This is where we get a little bit of insight into the minds of the people who are making the choice on a regular basis to deviate from the norm and push the boundaries of rock and metal. So about 20 years ago, a band out of Poland suddenly launched themselves into the world of progressive rock and made quite an impression they made such an impression that 20 years later they're still around celebrating their 20th anniversary and looking firmly towards the future that band of course is riverside and their latest album is identity id entity take your pick they both have a meaning fortunately i was able to sit down and talk with their lead singer a bassist and primary creative force. Marius Duda, who was kind enough to give me a little bit of time and talk about the new album, talk about the tour, and talk about how 20 years in the business gives one the opportunity to reflect a little bit, think about the past, but maybe even more so to think about the future. So, without further ado, what I'm going to do is stop talking and let you hear my interview with the one and only Marius Duda of Riverside. Well, hello, Marius, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm pretty well. Thank you so much. Hello, it's good to see you. Uh, understand you had a show last night, eh?
1: Yes, we just uh, we just came back from Seattle, and now we are I have the day off. I don't know where we are actually, <laughs> <laughs> but on the way to Salt, Salt Lake City,
0: right now. It's okay. Sometimes I don't know where I'm at either. It's fair enough. <laughs> I am. I am boys. Boys. I don't know something like that. Oh, boys. Anyway, yeah.
1: Are. But anyway, we are in Idaho already. So that's another state that we didn't visit yet. There but you go. We're in progress. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, it's good to see you. I'm glad, uh, glad to see you guys back in the US. It's nice to uh, know you're touring again. I got to catch you last year in Philadelphia for the uh, 20th anniversary tour. Yes. <laughs> seems like it was just yesterday. Um, and of course, ID Entity being your first album since that tour uh one tends to think you know uh, 20th anniversary you get a bit reflective you start looking back over what you've done start to think about your future a little bit did you spend a lot of time examining the the past and future of riverside at that point
1: uh, in terms of past we we were celebrating that uh very uh, intensively last year but uh, with identity, we want to look only at the future right now. So, But of course, uh, the whole new album is uh, just like, you know, the, the, the subject is connected with idea, identity, right? Identity, identity. So we also wanted to create this new album like in a sort of visit card for the site. This is our identity. This is who we are. This uh, this time, right here, right now. So it's okay. So it's also
0: a bit connected with the past. <laughs> Fair enough. I think we all grow and learn over our years, uh, whatever we're doing. I'm curious, if, 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 having had the top opportunity to gain some of that perspective, uh, where do you see the greatest growth, both in yourself and in the band, over all that time?
1: That's a good question. Uh, we were growing since the very beginning with the very small steps. However, we had three kind of serious cracks in our mm-hmm. career through all these 20 years. The first one was during the promotion of uh, our third and the fourth album, Eye Movement, and I'm not the many high definition, when our career career a bit stopped because um, we had the problems with... Uh, Mother label, Inside Out, was under the protection of SPV, who unfortunately stopped existing. And then we found the new uh, protection under the wings of Sensual Media. Hmm. And uh, the, the second crack was, of course, the death of our guitar player, Piotr Kuczynski. That was the, the most tragic one. And the third one was just like a COVID thing, you know. Uh, also, we had to stop. Again, so it's yeah. just like it has its ups and downs all the time, but uh we just realized that what's the biggest success of our career is, probably is the fact that we didn't lose fans, that we're still trying to be on this level to survive um, a bit we always after each album with a a bit bigger audience, you know. So it's it's still progressive and I'm really happy for the fact that we have amazing, amazing fans uh, very loyal who are with us no matter what prices we have. So nice. it's really beautiful. I think this is the the biggest success of our career so far.
0: I can imagine that being the case as, you know, I'm sure people were hungry for a new album after uh, a gap of time and everything like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's exciting to think about because, you know, as you talk about the idea of looking to the future, my understanding is that the changes that we can see evident in this album, both the external with the album cover and the internal with the music and the composition were very much intentional on your part that, you know, you, uh, there was a certain interest in challenging the listener a little bit and challenging yourselves, um, and I understand there was a bit of nervousness on your part uh, as far as what the reactions were going to be to those changes. I know. Maybe.
1: But, uh, you know, I don't care anymore as much as I used to, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, maybe because I, I, I'm a bit older. Maybe also because we reached this point when we shouldn't care as much. But I'm really happy for one, for one, for one result. Um, You know, from the very beginning, I I was just like the main artistic voice in Riverside. Everything starts from my ideas. And to be honest, my friends realize my artistic ideas all the time. Riverside is not a brainstorm band. It's just like there's the vision of the leader and the rest follows him. And uh, with the albums like, for instance, the previous two, Luffy and the Time Machines and Wasteland, these albums were practically like my solo albums. Like I had this vision and I really wanted to, to do that. And the guys from Riverside helped me to do that. Yeah. But uh, with identity, when we had this subject connected with uh, identity, so I also started to think about the identity of the band and it, that it should be, this album should reflect the band's identity. So I didn't, I was with, with this new album, I was, I, I was thinking more about the band than ever, you know, yeah. like, okay, who are we? When Riverside is the most Riverside ish. So the band itself was my biggest influence this time in terms of music. And, uh, and that's why I, I believe that, okay, we need to remove at least this amount of melancholy that we had on the previous albums because they are not my solo albums anymore. This should be more like a band that plays live show. You know, I wanted to I wanted to see this album be influenced by our live shows because I believe that this is where we are the band. Uh, By playing our live performances, we show this connection between four of us. You know, in the studio, it's very often my artistic vision, but live performers, that's the band. Four pieces, four different musical worlds. So I, I'm i really happy for this result. And I knew that uh, there would be some controversials because people would say, oh, what are these ballads, these beautiful David Gilmore solos? What happened with this amount of melancholy? Well, you can always find it on the previous albums. Now, we wanted to create something different because uh, we had 20 anniversary already. We were looking at the past so much. Now, let's look into the future. Start over with something different. And that's why I I didn't care. (laughs) I just wanted (laughs) to show Riverside exactly who we are right now. Right here, right now. So, this is the Riverside that people probably uh, now enjoy very much also during our tour when we show exactly who we are
0: right yeah there's a certain liberation i guess that comes with uh, no longer being concerned with the expectations of others and just chasing your vision that is true yeah i i
1: i felt kind of free but i also realized that you know that i i'm writing that in the lyrics in the place where i belong Like, I don't have to be the best, feel pressure all the time. The winner takes it all. It's not my thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I don't have to be good. Because I believe that I'm good at what I'm doing. But I don't have to be, you know, the best. I don't have to create the best album of all times. It's just like, I just want to record the album that I feel right now. And I don't care about the lists, you know. And that that kind of attitude I had, that kind of approach that I had, even if, for instance, in some moments I knew that "Mm, maybe I could do this better, maybe I could do that better. But as a producer of this album, I also also knew that that's the the most intense uh, thing that I can achieve with this band right here, right right now. So I didn't want to push the boundaries. I just wanted to... Take a shot, take a photo of our band, you know, leave a space for the future,
0: you know, just maybe. Yeah. That, that always a little bit of space for growth is, is I guess, the goal for most folks. And I'm curious. However, I'm tired of that always. Well, yeah, but it's always <laughs> nice to be a <laughs> So, So I, I looking at some of your previous interviews just before the album came out. I know you talked about, you know, there's mixed feelings of anticipation, a little bit of sadness as that era ends. Yeah. And now the album's out and you you guys have uh, broken the seal, so to speak, and gotten your first live show, at least over in the U.S. since that happened. Uh, how are you feeling now? How does that compare to before the album came out? Because now you've gotten to debut the, the new music live for the first time. Well,
1: uh, we performed like, Ten shows now, nine, third, ten shows, and uh, these uh tracks from identity finally kind of settled down, you know yeah. now we we feel them right. much more, and uh well, with some of them, this is what we expected, like they are just really powerful on the stage, like Friend or Fall, for instance, or the place where I belong or make the brother land by blast. Uh, and, uh, well, yes, we were really happy because uh, our shows became much more dynamic thanks to this album. Uh, and that shows from this perspective that I wanted to uh, give people, you know, before the out- new album came out. Right. I'm happy for this result. I'm really happy. I, I still see that people are learning this. Just, just, just getting used to this. Okay, so this is this riverside from the new album. Yeah, I think I may like it. You know, I, I just, I just have this feeling. You know. um, I wanted to show our colors, lots of different kind of colors, like on the cover of Identity, and um, I believe it works.
0: Yeah, I, I think the reactions I've been hearing certainly suggest so because it's. In a certain sense, it's almost ironic when you talk about, well, I'm not worried about getting on lists. I'm not worried about doing the best. And already I've heard reactions to the album talking about it being an album of the year candidate already. And it sounds like the audiences are reacting strongly to it. And if I'm perfectly honest, for me, it's one of my favorite albums that you guys have put out. It it immediately clicked with me in, in, in a way that, uh, you know... You nailed it on the head, and I think maybe relaxing a little bit and and sort of changing your direction really seems to have done uh, you guys uh, a benefit.
1: Well, I have to agree with you because I I also, I'm really enjoying this album when I hear that because, seriously, you can't hear so much pressure in music like it used to be. It's really, uh, really spacey. And, uh, easy listening at the same time, which is really the paradox with that kind of intense, sometimes complicated music. It's just like you listen to the nice pop album, you know? And, uh, yeah, that, that was a good attitude. I mean, like, just get rid of the pressure this time. Okay. What do we do now? Let's, let's, let's do what happens. Let's just do what happens and enjoy this music. And I feel, I feel this enjoyment. I remember I was some interview probably I was I was reading something and it was the interview with Rush, or with Gadily, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. He just mentioned that they were really struggle with the album. Mm, what was after signals? Um, uh, Grace Under Pressure. This this Grace Under Pressure, yeah. Man. This uh, and rewarding this time They were struggling with this album. They just uh but with the power windows they recorded everything really fast they had like they were enjoying this album very much and i i have to agree when i listen to um grace under pressure which i really like yeah. and uh power windows the next album you can feel this freedom in music in power windows it's just like full of joy and everything and uh yes Everything depends on the atmosphere in the studio and the atmosphere in the rehearsal room. We had a good atmosphere. We were really enjoying working together. And I think you can hear that on the album, which is good.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a looseness to it. I think you described yourself as typically perfectionistic, but you decided to let go and just focus on perfecting 86% of it, I think, is the percentage you gave in the interview. And I thought, that you know, that, that sounds... One, it sounds challenging if you're used to holding on to 100% of things to give up 14, 16%. But I think the looseness comes across in the music. And, and that change of pace, I think, helped.
1: Well, uh, I really wanted to bring back the old Riverside sound. Yeah. So that's why I just announced myself being a standalone producer this time. Yeah. I'm always producing my albums, but together with the help of, for instance, Magda and Robert should the guys, the sound engineers who helped me with uh, achieving the sound for the right. side. But this time I really wanted to be a main producer. You know why? Mostly to m- make a step back as an artist, <laughs> yeah. because I'm the, the main hat uh, from this artistic point of view. So um, making myself a producer, I kind of put some chains in my hands as an artist, like, you need to step back, do more plays for the rest of the guys, and let's try to create more things together. Yeah. Well, at the end, I composed almost everything again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we were arranging the songs together in the rehearsal room. Right. And that was really important from this producer point of view. This is what I really wanted to achieve. Much more than the you know, music-wise aspect. So let's, I wanted to have these people just pressing play and they just hear like the bands playing just in the room, yeah. like the live performance and something. That was my um, biggest producer attitude. But for that, I had to make a stop with uh, this another Mario's Duda, you know, like chill, man. Let this guy play on the drums with some. What kind of ideas do you have? Okay, I wanted to play this that way. Okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Why not? You know, don't change that. So that was a good idea, I believe. Yeah.
0: So you could say you changed your identity a little bit in that role to help the band achieve their identity.
1: Maybe because you know, as I've said before, the way I stand Love in the Time Machine world was. They were just like my solo albums mostly. Yeah. And I've got also Lunatic Soul and I did also those electronic stuff. I wanted to step back a bit with Riverside to, to create a different project than another solo album, you know, even as I said, even if I, if I composed almost everything as well again, but, uh, this time I feel that it's, it's more like a team, teamwork and, and solo work.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that, that shifts things up and you get, a, you get a whole other sound out of things. And
1: I want to, I just want like to, to it. yeah, I just want I think this is, that, that's the idea for the next decade of Riverside. I need to let Riverside be Riverside. Yeah. And um, thanks to this, I can develop myself as an individual artist somewhere else. But here in Riverside, I should just simply develop the style. Do not jump like we used to do with uh, Anna Domini definition, and after that, eye of the soundscape. Right. Let's 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 focus on the the essence of Riverside, and that's why the new album sounds like Riverside, and uh, with some new elements. But I also heard some complaints that it's not not so brave, you know, in one hundred percent that we should do more songs like Friend of Four or Self Aware. But come on. This is the album about Riverside's identity. So nice. I really wanted to sum up all really characteristic elements of our music. So yeah. that's why this album looks like that.
0: Right. And I, and I get at times the impression that, that you have maybe chafed a little bit at, at feeling restricted by the expectations of the, the Prague community or the, or the fans and I get the impression there's a little bit of a rebel spirit in you that really has relished the idea of pushing outside of those boundaries.
1: Well I know that there's this drug community which is which really sticks to you know sixties and seventies. They don't like eighties at all. But I am a, a generation of eighties. I grew up on tape cassettes, not uh scratching vinyls. So sorry for that. And I didn't have uh I didn't have my father at home listening to Dark Side of the Moon all the time. Yeah. Um speaking of the anniversary within the oh. recent date. Very so I, I I was I was growing up you know listening to pop music from on eighties and that, that's that's what's my DNA. Yeah. And um I I believe that this Decade is also very important for Riverside. That's why we marked that so intensively uh, during uh, Luffy and the Time Machine album. But in those years, it was more based on the guitar work, like the inspirations were connected more with The Cure yeah. uh, than, I don't know, now you can hear some more synth, synth wave elements. But Actually, this is just like the, the flavor. That's the small part. Uh, and it's also connected with the lyrics. People sometimes listen to Friend or Fall. I, I have this feeling that they don't read lyrics because mm-hmm. who do you pre- pretend to be? To be, uh, um, who do you pretend to be? That's the beginning of the lyrics, you know. So I really wanted to to show that from this different music perspective as well, not like play another classic prog, yeah. uh song, right? So, but that's for many, many Prague fans was too much already. Mm. And that makes me feel like this, uh, again, this term progressive music, it's not progressive, it's really conservative. And it's, yeah. that makes me sad, you know? You, from one point of view you think that people in prop community are really open minded, but at the same time you realize that they just still want to listen to Janet's cover bands um, and yeah. or another Pink Floyd cover bands. But what can you do? That's why our song, The Place Where I Belong, tells about cages, mm. about the, those bubbles. Yeah. But also uh from music point of view, it sounds really, really like a classic prog song, composition with this solo at the end. We did that on purpose. We did that on purpose. We just wanted to show, and that's why we just titled the song, The Place Where I Belong. It means like, whatever we do, we will always belong to prog community. Yeah. And we are okay with that. We don't want to fight with that. You know, so here you go. You've got the most (laughs) progressive song on the entire identity album. (laughs) I believe that people didn't even realize that we did that on purpose. They just think that we just did another composition, but we, we made this particular end of the song in so proggy way only because the title is like it is.
0: Yeah. Funny. That's, I I like that. And it's, uh, a bit ironic, I guess, I think, to, to talk about the concept of traditional Prague, because my mind has always gone back to, well, does that make sense? Because Prague, progressive, in and of itself, means really almost a constant state of change. And I get people loving Old Yes and Genesis and ELP and things sure. like that. And I dearly love the idea that you pushed yourself in new directions and did some things that you've not done before, because to me, I'm always hungry for that something new and that something different. And if you sound like a band from the 70s, I'm not as quick to get on board as if you sound like you've done something that nobody else has done before. So that's that's the part that I think I like best about this album. And I believe every ounce that you guys did stuff intentionally, you strike me as a highly intentional person who really thinks through what he's doing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we try to be self-aware this time. <laughs> And self-consciousness, this is uh, exactly what you write in the lyrics. Well, for me, uh, with Riverside, you know, I, I always look at all my musical projects from this huge distance. Yeah. And um, myself, as an individual artist, I would like to create a cohesive uh, musical world for Riverside. The same with uh, Lunatic Soul, the same with my electronic experiments. And uh, to do that, I always need to be with one leg at the background, which is like the heritage of this band. You know, some really um, characteristic elements of the music. But with another leg, I can just do some jumps, you know, some crossing things. There's the game, which is called Twister, I believe. I remember that was the different type <laughs> of colors. Yes. And whatever color you choose, you need to put the hands on the red, the leg on the but you but you always are on the plate, on the board, right. right? You're not go anywhere else. You're on the same board. And this is what I see with Riverside. I really want to um keep the background, keep the basic fundament. But uh, with another leg, just just jump somewhere, you know, just experiment, you know. With another album that's why we did the songs like celebrity touch in the past or i don't know uh, the whole love in the time machine uh, people that maybe don't really enjoy this too much because they would love to have only all the time the songs like second life syndrome but uh, i believe thanks to this we're still alive we feel that we are alive as a band and that's why we have to deliver the songs like Friend or For Self-Aware, not yeah. only you know, Land My Blast or The Place Where I Belong once. Absolutely. So this is this is really great. When you try to do 50-50 of uh, the old stuff and the new stuff, you know, I'm the Zodiac Libra. I will always try to keep the balance. So that's that can be my virtue, but also it can be my flow. And I I know, but that's why I have a different musical projects to push some boundaries somewhere
0: else. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. It's excellent. And uh, I, for one at least, appreciate what you're trying to do there. You strike me very much in in when I've heard you talk as a student of the human condition. And I'm curious, what in your roots drives you to to, to really be so aware and observational of, of people and what people do and social relationships and such?
1: I don't know. I always like to tell the stories and to observe, maybe because I was suffering with my uh, health conditions because I have an asthma and I always had to, you know, hide somewhere in the corners and uh, looking at people, having fun while I was at the same time struggling with holding my breath. And, um, maybe that was the the beginning of that. I don't know, but uh later, I also realized that this is much more important to deal with that kind of problems than with any anything else, like um to to create something that can help me because the music for me is uh is like my therapy yeah. it helps me to survive another day. Since the very beginning, and I know that the process of creation is something that keeps me alive, so uh that's probably why I want to also write about things that matters, about some general, basic things like "Are you happy or no?" Yeah. You know, just focus on the, this this psychological aspect and trying to find a solution, what to do to feel better. What kind of subjects should I talk about? I never wanted to uh, write songs about war. I never wanted to write songs about politics. I just wanted to write songs about what to do to feel better. Yeah. And maybe that's why... Uh, 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 but because I, as I said before, it's just like a therapy for me. Right. That's why I always wanted to write about some personal issues. and uh, yeah here we go it's more than 20 years of talking about the same subject (laughs) how to survive these (laughs) days
0: of course I was going to say the amazing part about it when I think about it is you're working through your stuff and you're using the creative process to do it at the same time there are people out there hearing what you're doing and being helped the same way you're helping yourself which I think is, is just an amazing way to gift the world with something while you work through your own stuff.
1: Well, I agree. And the thing is that uh, writing about that, uh, writing about myself struggling with something and trying to find a solution, uh, is just like this experiment on my own body because I, I can realize if it works or no. If it if, and if something works for me, that probably would work for someone else. So who knows? Maybe I can even help someone. You know, and that that's that's the that's the beautiful challenge to create yeah. the album that can that, that could help someone. Yeah. Um, that from this point of view, I I believe that what I'm doing, what I do for a living. Uh, can be also really helpful for other people. So, using those subjects
0: in my lyrics
1: was a good choice from the very beginning. I believe.
0: <laughs> I have no doubt about it. None at all. So, I know very much about the healing power of music. So, the fact that you can do that for yourself and do that for others simultaneously is uh, is something I wish I could do myself. <laughs>
1: you can always try <laughs> you can always <laughs> write the books you can always write uh, i don't know maybe maybe create some art you know with the paintings or maybe i don't know you can find a solution the music is the best thing that i can do um maybe some some writing things as well um maybe not particular lyrics but maybe some stories maybe one day i will i will write a book who knows but this is where well i feel that uh i find uh, uh that this Connection between myself and the world. There's yeah. there's this balance that I, I feel it's. I I feel okay with that. So yeah. I want to. I believe I will. I would like to continue that for another twenty years if my health will allow me
0: to do that. Would be great. Uh, my sincere hope you can. I hope you do. <laughs> All right. Being mindful of your time because I know it's limited. Um, one final quick question. I guess I'm always curious because I know your early influences are very similar to mine, also a child of the 80s, although you look a lot younger than me, so I've just expressed my jealousy at this particular moment. Um, But Rush and Marillion and things like that, in the last five years, who would you say has inspired you the most? Musically? Yeah. Or wherever, really. But musically is usually what I think of.
1: Well... Last five years, to be honest, um, this is connected with my kids, you know, especially with my daughter. Um, she's my main inspirations and, uh, her playlists that she mm-hmm. has on Spotify and, uh, some other things, uh, that, that really inspired me. I don't find the inspiration in the old music anymore, especially in the classic rock or prog rock. But I remember when I saw my, my 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 children were playing Minecraft and uh, they were listening to the music from Minecraft, which to me is the new avant-garde music. And I just realized that probably uh, the new generation, the generation Z, would be much more open to avant-garde music. Uh, well, it forced me to create my solo lockdown spaces thing in the pandemic. Which uh, lots of uh, prog rock fans can cannot listen to because it's too aggressive for them and too plastic for them. Wow. But I found it really like an inspiration. Or uh, that's that, that's something you know. When I take a look at the young young people and I see what are they uh, what inspirations they have it inspires me as, as well as an artist. And uh, so probably those bits and pieces that I heard on the on the playlist of my daughter yeah. are really inspired me. Even uh, some, you know, maybe I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I'm not a huge lover of rap music, but uh, mm-hmm. when I hear what happened with uh, uh, artists like, I don't know, Tyler the Creator or Kendrick Lamar that my children listen to, I, I just realized that, okay, we've got the rap music, but beneath that, there is lots of jazz. There is lots of this mm-hmm. music that you could hear on even Frank Zappa music, you know, 70s. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> so uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, this is not like I'm buying this on vinyl and listening to this over and over, sure. but these bits and pieces listened to here and there really inspires me within the last, really inspired me within the last five years. That's awesome.
0: Well, we'll see how that impacts future Riverside albums, I'm sure, in some way, shape. Or Not form. sure about Riverside album, but for yeah. sure with different projects, maybe, yes. But
1: Riverside, I still, you know, remember, I still need to be conservative for like at least <laughs> five, 50%. I just don't want to destroy this, what we sure. have built. But sure. like, okay. I also know that it needs to be alive. So I need to experiment at least in 50 other percentage of that. Sure. Fair enough. We'll try to do that.
0: As my show's motto that steals a rush lyric, deviate from the norm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, excellent. Okay. Well, uh, I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I, I do it, I'm sure, a very long time. I, I, you're a deep thinker, and I like that, and I enjoy that kind of thing. So uh, in the future, hopefully we can do it again. Best wishes on Please. the tour. I know you just started. I'll, I look forward to seeing you on the 17th uh, when you brave the hordes of drunken St. Patrick's Day revelers in Philadelphia. as I do as well. And uh, hey, I hope the album is massively successful for you. It's really a fine piece of work and uh, I'm sure it should be. Thank you, sir. Thank you
1: very much. See you on tour. You mentioned something that last year was in Philly. You were in Philly, so maybe this time we'll meet up again offline somewhere. It would be a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Take care. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. I think if you come away with anything from that interview, it's that marius really spends a lot of time thinking about what he wants to do what he wants to say and what he wants to express with his music clearly he's thought this stuff through and he's really put a lot of intention and of course a lot of feeling behind all of it and it's really uh, enjoyable for me to hear all of that backing up the music all of that thought and all of that really deeply felt expression that's coming out as well it may seem very intellectual but if you really dig into it a bit there's actually a whole lot of emotion there and it really comes out in the music and the way it connects with the people who listen to it i'm really excited with the new album i've been enjoying it greatly since it came out I'm looking very much forward to seeing them live when I get my opportunity. I encourage you to run out and get tickets for yourself if you haven't already done so already. The album is out now. Identity, ID entity. Looking back, I realize I'm not quite sure I heard exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced. (laughs) But that's okay. Because you know what? That little bit of ambiguity gives one an opportunity to think about what each of those ways of saying the title is what each of those things can mean to each of us individually not just what he intended but also what we hear so thank you again marius duda i appreciate your time i really thank you for coming on the show and i thank you for the great new collection of music you guys have delivered to us once again shifting things up changing it around a little bit some people might struggle with change but i absolutely positively am there with you and i embrace it and i am enjoying it I look forward to more of what you might have in the future. And I wish you all the success in the world with the album and the tour. You guys have absolutely earned it. Here's to another 20 years of Riverside. Thank you for joining me once again for Bleeding Edge Interviews. Just a quick reminder, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you haven't already, please check out my other interviews. They are available wherever you find podcasts. Just search under Toxic Radio. And of course, they're always available at ToxicRadio.net. Meanwhile, remember, Bleeding Edge is on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern, right in the middle of the Brain Salad Sunday, where we feature all day long prog rock, prog metal, anything that pushes the boundaries. This is Super Dave, signing off.